out there, all my GJV. Today we're talking about, you guessed it, being gay. Um, this is such a super important topic conversation for me. I'm learning a lot of new terms. I'm learning more about myself at 43 years old, my friends and family around me and how they feel about uh, me or my uh, gay community. So I thought it was really important this year since in 2021, there were more so-called quote-unquote anti-gay laws passed in 2021 than ever before in history. WTF, by the way, as, as we um, continue to build history, for some reason, we're not evolving. We're, we're kind of like going the other way. So I thought this was so important to talk about. You are on 15 with Funkel. Thank you for being here, you guys. Um, find me on Spotify or anchor.fm right now. I'm working on opening up the Apple podcast, but of course, Apple, um, I have to jump through a lot of hoops to, to make that happen through an Android device. So please be patient with me as I work to make that happen. But if you can hit follow and like and tell your family and friends and everyone, if you love the show, we need some more listeners so we can keep doing this and keep building our program and um, send me hot topics, send me questions or things that you would like more information on or that's never talked about so we can um, get that out there and help resolve it for you. I also will have some guests coming up in the in the next few weeks. It's really, really tough. Um, a lot of folks have never spoke publicly before and also putting yourself out there to an immense amount of positivity, but also criticism at the same time is never easy. So um, I have told all of my guests, and if you would like to be one and talk about an important topic as well, you're more than welcome. Please reach out to us at funklekz at gmail.com. F-U-N-K-L-E-K-Z at gmail.com. Um, and we will work with you on your schedule at your comfortability and your pace and your time. So this isn't going to be scheduled and all this pressure and anxiety. Um, that's part of the learning for people to understand and know here. I also suffer from um, uh, complex PTSD and anxiety and depression. And so I have to get my resets in and my breathing and know what my capabilities are and what I'm comfortable with or not. So it's very, very important for you and your journey and your self-care to do the same thing. So moving on, um, I, I think the last few years of the gay community has really changed a lot, in my opinion. So I want to talk about when I was a teenager and coming up as a child and, and how that came about. A lot of people have come up to me in my life and told me I was going to burn in hell. Um, they're so sorry that they can't save me and that I've chose this life. I've I've chosen this devil standard um, and that there's no way I'm going to heaven, which I always think is very not Christian, FYI. Uh, it, regardless of your reasoning, you, it, it's the craziest thing to walk up to a person that you've never met and judge them and say they're going to burn in hell and then turn around and say how merciful and loving you are. It's completely moronic and uh, hypocritical. So please keep that in mind when you're telling people they're going to burn in hell. Uh, anyways, um, but uh, legitimately that's happened to me on more than one or two occasions. Uh, I've, I've also been, I was on a date in Maryland. I had a young group of uh, males, probably, you know, early to mid twenties taking bets on my gender. They were very loud and um, ignorant and rude. It was very, it was embarrassing and it was shameful. And the worst part is the whole restaurant around us kept staring at me. They didn't tell them to stop. They didn't hold them accountable. Um, I was trying not to let it ruin my night, you know, in my mood, but things like that are very challenging because you don't, you know, a lot of times when I got in public, 
I, I can never imagine the gross scenarios that people uh, project onto me when I go out in public, especially bathrooms. So um, again, let's roll back a little bit. Growing up as a kid, I will tell you my earliest memory of being a little different was in third grade. I had a huge crush on one of our teachers at school. Not sexual. I didn't understand or know what that meant. But I just would have dreams about her. I, I felt the butterflies and all the little hearts when we were around. And she was just amazing. So uh, that was the first time that I realized that it, it was a little bit different than the other kids. But I didn't really talk about it a lot. And I didn't understand it. And I didn't think much of it, to be quite frank. Always loved boy stuff and sports and BMX bikes and dirt and MacGyver. But we can easily write that off as gender neutral or a tomboy, right? No big deal. As I got older, I uh, realized that I felt something hugely missing in my life. All my friends would talk about their boyfriends and how amazing it was to kiss them and things like that or have their sexual experiences in high school. I didn't get it. I felt very broken. I felt like something was wrong with me. I kissed a couple boys and thought, what in that is this life about? Because that was not great. Nothing against those boys. They were wonderful. But um, if, if, and I tell everybody, I said, it's so sometimes hard for you to understand why I am the way I am. I can't understand why you're the way you are. I tell everyone, I said, please close your eyes and imagine that the whole world is gay. And you are the one person that's different and quote unquote weird and gross and abnormal and sticking out in society. And why do you have to be that way? And are you sure? And it's a choice. I just want to tell everybody out there that has an opinion on this, that doesn't live that life or experience that with their child or partner or loved one, etc. You can stuff your, your opinions in a sock, Vista. So let go of all your preconceived ideas and, and find out for yourself. Get to know me, get to know other people in your community. Um, you know, I always say in life, there's always a-holes or not. It doesn't matter if they're black, white, gay, straight, whatever. It, you know, that's, that's hopefully a smaller percentage. But don't automatically judge and, and especially harm someone because you don't like what they do. It's really none of your business and you're never allowed to put your hands on somebody. Will you know who I'm talking about? So, and the amount of people on my Facebook page who supported that violence was unfathomable and really disgusting. I don't think there's ever, unless you're defending your life or someone else's, you don't put your hands on somebody, period. And you certainly don't excuse it. So that, that was really uh, heartbreaking. But again, here I go getting off the reservation. So let me raise those doggies back in. Okay, so coming in up as a child, a teenager, I hated girls' toys. Um, I remember getting a Barbie doll once and being so upset about it because I really wanted a Transformer. And I've been dreaming for it and wishing for it and begging for it. And I opened it up and I got a robo-sized Barbie. And um, I was angry because I didn't get a Transformer. And uh, I have three brothers. They all got really cool stuff and toys and remote control cars and drums all the things I would dream of. And I didn't understand why I was angry. And it was like, well, all my friends that were girls got Barbies and they were ecstatic. So again, and also growing up at home where one of your caregivers is telling you since you were born that there's something wrong with you and um, very verbally abusive and emotionally abusive, that also compiles on top of this journey of me 
understanding and accepting my gender role and who I am as a person. And that is only part of me as well. It's not defining everything and all that you are. It's not like there's gay Katie. No, I'm just Katie, period. Or to all of you listeners out there, Funkle Kates. So that, you know, it's just like having brown hair, being a hockey player. Those are parts of me that are not defining me. So please understand that. High school was very tough. I was threatened a lot. I uh, was not accepted. I was, um, went through a really, really tough time. I did um, have some issues with self-harm. I had so much pain. I think from the amount of hate around me in my own friend circle, my school, that seemed to outnumber any acceptance, those voices were louder or people threatening your life or threatening to harm you all the time or putting their hands on you. And that's something very hard for people to understand. The worst part about that, I still experience this today. Most of my friends who are not gay will say things like, oh my God, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Do you want to get something to eat? Oh my God, they threatened to kill you. That's horrible. Well, anyways, what are you doing Saturday? And I felt like it was always just brushing right over it. And it's not like I ordered, you know, a burger with no pickles and it came with five pickles on it. That's a, oh my God, that sucks, girl. Let's go out. This is someone threatening to harm me. This is something that I've experienced my whole life. And I'm not someone that, for those of you who know what I physically look like, I'm not someone who fits in that typical kind of um, lesbian label circle with long hair or lipstick, etc. There's so many labels in the gay community, which um, I don't, I don't necessarily support either. I just think we have so many labels and so many layers everywhere. And I get to a point where I go, I'm just Katie. That's different for everybody. I'm not judging anyone else, but that's what it is for me. And if you wanted to describe me um, in today's terms, They didn't have these terms when I was coming up as far as I knew, but uh, non-binary would probably be the closest because until Jonathan Van Ness um, came on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and wrote books and and now he's all over, I had never seen anyone that I related to or connected to at all. And I would say to people, because people would say, well, well, sometimes you're a girl and sometimes you're a boy or you seem to let, you know, you act like a boy, but you're really a girl. And it was so awful and evil. It's really hard to hear people relentlessly judge you and put you down. And and it's, of course, not right. So I learned a couple things. One, get a new tribe. If someone's not supporting me and loving me, and I hate that it took me 43 years, but I'm so blessed to know that now. And I'm telling you what, for those of you who feel trapped or unloved or sad or broken, you are not. You are a beautiful light. That is just hidden in this dark, nasty, moldy, smelly basement, right? And and I'll tell you what, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you and shine the light. It is up to you to get up and get out of there. But I'm going to come down and shine that light and put my hand out and let you know there is a better, brighter way. And it doesn't matter what you did yesterday or 10 years ago. I don't care how many drugs or alcohol or whatever you did. You, you have to learn to forgive yourself and move on and and live that better life. So teenager, not great. Um, I, I think that really set a bad pace as a young adult. When I finally started really getting into the gay world, 
I had also found that the gay world wasn't very accepting either. And they have their own labels. There was a huge part that was. And then there was parts that aren't because then everybody has these compartmentalized boxes in the gay world too. Um, and I just wanted to be in a place that was loving and accepting and kind, period. No matter who and what you are, what you do, as long as you're not harming someone, you know, physically violent, etc. So as far as today's updates and what's going on, um, I... I was really blown away at my last job. Uh, this is something I haven't talked about too much publicly. I, I suffered severe, severe discrimination and bullying and hate. And I couldn't believe, too, the people around me that would see it or hear it or know about it. And they would say things like, really? Well, I have a hard time with that because he's so nice to me. And I would say things like, well, wow, thank you very much for invalidating me and make me feel like a bigger pile of shit, but also FYI, what is the difference between you and I? Yeah, you're not gay. Yeah, you might be female identification and have long hair and lipstick. So please stop putting me down for how I feel or trying to kind of sweep it under the rug or you don't want to deal with it because he was nice to me. Oh, that is one of the most insulting things I have ever heard. Um, as someone who suffers from discrimination almost on a daily basis and anybody that does. And it's not to sit here and say, hey, I'm a victim, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't mean that I haven't been in those circumstances, but I don't need to live there. I also need to know, hey, I need to change my circumstance. These people did not want to be educated. The company knew about it. They didn't want to be educated. The people I worked with didn't want to do better. It really broke my heart. It, it crushed me as a reality to know that all these people who drive around with be kind stickers and, you know, be nice to everyone. And I'm like, but that has to start with you. You actually have to do that. You can't just say things, folks. The amount of times I've been in a public bathroom that women are the worst assaulters in the bathroom for me. They shame and embarrass me constantly. They pull their children in. They tell their ch children to stay away from me. They talk about me like I'm not there. I've had people scream and run out. I've been screamed at that I'm in the wrong bathroom. That the, don't I know where the men's room is? I'm an idiot. So when people go, oh my God, that doesn't really happen. And I go, yes, it happens 99% of the time that I go to the bathroom in public. All I want to do is pee. And most of us get severely harassed. I mean, imagine a man who might want to wear mascara. Why does that make you scary? Oh, and my favorite, now I'm labeled as like a child harmer? It is so grotesque. It is your behavior, not mine. And my God put me here. And in, in my opinion, and I feel very loved and purposely created. And I feel very good about where I'm going next. And I can't understand all these people around me who, who just really like to spew love and religion. But when I see you, all I feel is hate, judgment, and discrimination. So please take that time to self-reflect. This isn't about blame. This is about me being honest and transparent because this happens to me all the time. And, and then the people that I'll watch it, they're very complicit in this behavior. It's none of my business. I don't want to get involved. That's your problem. And you know what I have to say? Our society is so effed up now because of that. 
People think it's cool to go take pictures of people at Walmart who look different or their clothes are too small or whatever. You don't think your behavior is so outrageously wrong to do that and then put someone viral, make fun of them and laugh at them and then ride around and go, oh my God, I'm awesome. I'd be kind. I just did a a charity event. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do, you know, these nasty judgmental things and then turn around and say, well, I went to church Sunday. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count. You've got to be the change. You've got to lead by the example. Um, Open your heart. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like my lifestyle, but you sure as hell don't ever have the right to put your hands on me or anyone else, period. And if you don't understand that, again, call me, email me. We're going to go out and have a drink or coffee or whatever it is you like to do. Go out in the woods and go hiking in our camo. And we're going to talk until you are educated. You do not have the right to dehumanize me. And that is the biggest issue I see a lot. We dehumanize people. Well, he's not a person. He, he killed us in World War II or he's one of the... The hateful words I hear. Um, I, I didn't realize how bad my hometown was and I'm on a mission of kindness to really clean it up and make it better. It takes all of us all the time. So if you don't like what's happening in Erie, stop talking about it and get off your A and do something about it, okay? Because it's vital. It's vital to do it now. Our environment is falling apart. Our world is falling apart. Our government lies to us all the time. I, I, again, I just left a 15 year healthcare career. It is really scary what is happening in healthcare and and has been over the last decade. And I really hope people start speaking up. It's the only way to make it better. It's not to put blame and shame on things. It's if you don't talk about the darkness, how does it ever get light shown upon it? Right? Think about that hardcore. When we say, Hey, don't get involved. Don't talk about that. It's not our business. Until it happens to you. That's the toughest part. Um, The amount of bullying that I have seen as an adult, it it is outrageous. And it's really hard too. It triggers me greatly because that's what happened to my nephew who's not with us anymore. And I kept saying, if one adult did their job at his school and outside of that school for these children who were bullying him who were in a lot of pain and still are, For that school who had a zero tolerance policy, who did absolutely nothing except for lie and cover up his death and still does today and is not held accountable, even though my money is paying for their taxpayer, for their salary through my taxpayer dollars, and I have no right. I want you to understand our journey um, as our our family too. My sister-in-law is going to be on here as a guest speaker, and we're going to do a a big uh, three-part series on my nephew. We're going to talk about being kind and accountability, etc., so if, if this is something that resonates with you, please let me know uh, because we want to do better. We want to have references. We want to build up this community. And I sat around here going, it's really tough. I don't like being out uh, in big crowds a lot, which people assume that I do because of my personality. I'm very introverted. So I am working on some of that because I do think it's really important to be around your own tribe um, and learn from them and connect, et cetera. I would love to see a more diversified field. I want to go to a gay event and see 10 of my straight friends there. And next time I ask you to go to drag bingo or a pride fest and your response to me is ew, that's gross or ew, no thanks. Or you're busy for the 15th year in a row. I got you. I got your number. Um, And it's not cool and it's not nice. 
And I want you to think about that and how that rejection feels to me every time you do it and how it feels to people in your circle. And if you think being gay is gross and you don't think that transgender people should be included in sports, again, call me. We'll have the conversation. We're going to talk about it till I'm blue in the face and you're blue in the face because we have to do better. Uh, I came up in sports. I played ice hockey for about 22 years. Nobody had a problem with girls playing, um, with boys crushing me and checking, with me being forced to change in bathrooms or out in the car. It was always very inconvenient and like, well, it's a boy sport, so you have to deal with the inconvenience because you're a girl. Let me just tell you, I kick those boys' ass, period, point blank. If you don't believe me, I'm sure I have pictures, videos, and many eyewitnesses. And it had nothing to do with being a boy or a girl. It had to do with me being a very talented ice hockey player, period. That's what's really tough for people. And I will tell you the biggest fear people have about transgender sports is very simplistic and insecure to the root core of who you are. I hear this my whole life. Oh, I'm not getting beat by a girl. Every boy, and I'm going to emphasize boy. Boy, not man. Every single one, because a secure man who knows he's a champion and a winner um, or a secure person, you say, I don't care. Let's build each other's success up. Let's learn from each other. Let's play together. Let's be all stars. Insecurity, ego, etc. That's what pushes people, I think, uh, separatized and, and apart and saying, well, I don't want this girl to be better than me because then all my friends are going to make fun of me and then I suck. Insecurity. I know it. I know it very well. I grew up with it for a long time. So I'm going to sit here and own that behavior to all of you right now and myself. I've been insecure. At some point, we all have been. At some point, we all think we're not good enough or not smart enough or we're too fat or we're too skinny or our boobs are too big or my, you know, what's too small, whatever. In my case, it doesn't matter. Interchangeable, folks. Sorry about that. Asterisk. I do like to throw that little uh, bit of uh, comedy in there here and there. So hopefully y'all are picking up on it. But if you're not, change the channel. Another thing that uh, bothers me and moving in the future, I know a lot of people are Dave Chappelle fans. If you don't know me, I've been a, a comedian my most of my life, all my life. I'm kidding. Um, we like to make fun of things. And people say, well, there's a bit of truth in there, blah, blah. I don't know. If you were inside my head, I don't know if there's truth or not. It, it's just like a, a circus on acid sometimes. And there's monkeys running the Ferris wheel and we're having a grand old time. It's my little happy place. It's just the way that I am. I'm sure I have ADHD and blah, blah, blah. I don't mind it. I accept that part of myself. I actually love that part of myself. I think it's very fun. It's a little wild. It's a little crazy, but it's very fun. So embrace your inner where the wild things are, by the way, because that's I love authenticity. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite thing about every person I've ever met is to learn and understand something that is very unique to just who they are. And people always say things. They have their own perspective and they think it's I'm a nerd. I'm a loser. And I might hear it and go, oh, my God. Wow, you know, I'm not worthy. So everything inside of who you are is beautiful and awesome and wonderful. But if you don't know it, I never will and I'll never see it. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, again, let's chat. I want to I build up your little love tank too. You got to feel good about yourself and be in love with yourself before you can be any, anyone else. There was a very powerful line I saw in a Tina Turner uh, documentary. She's one of my idols and heroes. I absolutely love her and look up to her. What a resilient, beautiful woman who had been through so much um, and talks about that pain today and, and how it affects her. So to have someone be vulnerable and open 
uh, especially at that level of fame, is really uh, humbling and, and helps a lot, I think, to identify or connect. And one of the things I learned is you can't really, re- until you're ready to understand and receive love, you won't. And you have to know that you deserve it. Again, I'm just getting to that place. Didn't matter how many relationships I have or not. It's really, really tough to have a healthy relationship with another person when you're not having one with your own self. Think about that. Doesn't mean you're bad, wrong, or broken. Just means you got more work to do. Same with me. I took a long uh, period of time off from dating in the last couple of years and, and probably will take a little bit more time here because I'm loving this time with me. I'm absolutely loving it. And once I could talk about my, not only just my accomplishments and great things, but some of my darkness and things I needed to address or work on, it opened a whole new world, whole new world. And everybody reacts differently to you. Some people are going to judge you and not be supportive. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Bye. And then you're going to have a whole new cool tribe. Some that you already know. And probably many more new ones that go, oh my God, you're so brave. You're so vulnerable. Thank you so much for leading the way. What? Who? Me? What? Leading the what? It is an awesome feeling. It take it, it really, really does takes all of us all the time. So please remember that. Okay, moving in the future. So tonight, by the way, is Transgender Visibility Day down at Perry Square. If you live in Erie, Pennsylvania at 6 p.m. and you'd like to uh, meet with me, if hopefully this weather holds out. Uh, we in Erie, Pennsylvania, if you don't know, and, and it looks like it's happening a couple of places here on the East Coast. Um, yesterday, I was out running errands and it was like a blizzard in the morning and I was frozen. And then it went into like a hurricane and there was just exuberant winds and rains blowing from every which way. And then like an hour after that, it was 60 degrees and sunny. I could not understand what just happened. Um, but also a beautiful, perfect description of Erie and how it works here. So if you're from here, you'll get that. Anyways, uh, moving forward and who do I want to be and where do I want to be moving forward as a non-binary or gay person, etc. Um, and first of all, I'm always still learning, folks. Please don't assume that I know what all the letters mean and what all those terms mean. And if I don't live as that person, I can't speak for them. So I don't know what a lesbians are thinking or wanting. Trust me on that. Okay, trust me when I say I don't know what lesbians are ever thinking. It, it, people always go, but you're a girl. You should know. And I'm like, I have no idea what girls are ever thinking. Please call me and let me know. Um, it, it's really interesting because uh, I think people just assume I'm supposed to know, but I really don't. And I definitely more mentally, I think, connect with men. I I feel very much like a hybrid gender because while my thinking is much more aligned with a heterosexual or cis male, I also have this female thinking that's very empathic and wants to connect and understand um, without getting too far down that, that path. So it's really kind of interesting and when I started to understand that and accept and embrace that, it was just an amazing, beautiful thing. And I have, I can tell you here right now today, I have never loved myself until the last probably couple of years here. And, and more specifically, I had an event last weekend for our jewelry show at the Love Light and Healing Fair at the Ambassador Hotel. Thank you, Liz and Mama Tammy. You guys just 
I can't even tell you the amount of beautiful light that was uh, emulating from everybody there. The positivity, the prayer, the support, the love. I don't think I've ever felt that much love in my whole life. The, the people that came and, and gave their support and people I've never met who are my friends now and, and the hugging and the, the support was just, I can't put it into words. I really, really can't. I was so blown away and appreciative and grateful. Um, and I look forward to doing so many more shows and meeting people and sharing who I am and my story and hearing yours. We have to do better together. We have to stop saying, oh, that's your problem. Go deal with it. And when you get better, then come back to our circle and then we'll love and accept you. It's like this weird idea of perfectionism. And it's, it, first of all, also being perfect doesn't exist. And why would you want to be? And what does that even mean? And then I also want to say moving forward, I have such an important message for women and men because I feel like I've got a toe in each water and I feel like I see this overview of both of these very compartmentalized, boxed in sexualities and labels. It is okay if you are experimental. It is okay if you don't know who you are. It is okay if you do know who you are. But most importantly, Ladies, men are sensitive too. We need to feel, but more importantly, you as women or male partners and or non-binary partners. So I'm trying to be inclusive of everyone. If I missed anyone, email me and yell at me because I need to learn too. I don't know. It is so, so important to hold each other up. So... I see so many times in relationships, people just tearing each other down. He doesn't listen. She doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And I'll go, God, it sounds like you guys are very much in love. Ha ha. What do you like about the person? So if, if you sit down and think about it and you go, well, I want our marriage to be better. I want our relationship to be better. I want our partnership to be better. But he doesn't do this. And she always does that. And they say this. Stop throwing stones. I had to learn too. It, it is hard, but I'll tell you what, if what you're doing your whole life isn't working, stop doing it now. The sooner you stop doing it, the better off you'll be. So set that dagger down, set that stone down and look across the table and go, this is someone that I love or I'm in love with. I might not feel that today or right in this moment, but if I look at our whole relationship, I want it to get better. Because if you don't want it to get better, you need to kind of shut your hole and be respective and get out. Don't torture yourself and someone else, especially if there's kids involved. Um, if, if you want to stay, then you've got to really self-reflect. And what I learned is instead of pointing out the faults of the other person, when I can sit down and lead with mutual love and respect and reset my emotions, take a break when I need to, but communicate that or reset in the moment and kind of breathe and say, I'm really glad you shared that with me. It hurts a lot or I didn't know that and I want to do better. It was never my intention to hurt you. And sometimes if we just even own our own self-awareness, example, um, maybe instead of pointing out things like, uh, maybe you think you're kidding and you're like, oh, honey, your clothes are getting a little tight or, you know, remember when you used to wear a size six, you're just chipping away at someone when you say that. It's not funny. You know, if so, I, as a comedian, if someone's not laughing, it's not fucking funny. Sorry, it's not effing funny. So stop doing it and trying to defend it and say, but it's funny. No, it's funny to you. 
but you have to step outside yourself sometimes. If it's not funny to that person or to that group, maybe you got to rethink it a little bit. Um, again, Dave Chappelle made fun of beating and killing trans people. And my friends told me he's hilarious and he's a genius, quote unquote. And I'm not really offended by that, am I? You're damn right I am. I don't think he's funny or genius at all, but that's my opinion. And do I think it's gross and awful and wrong? Yeah, I do. Do I hate that my friends tried to sit here and defend to me that I should like it? Even more. And then, but we're going to get up in arms when someone's this upset about a non-death disease or uh, a disease that can be really kind of full of vein, if you think about it. Not to take anyone's pain away and say that you're not going to have an experience and that you're not going to feel about it. But the outrageous reactions I saw from people. And I went, not to mention... Who cares what these weirdo celebrities are, are trying to do or not do or whether it was real or not? Nobody cares. Let's put our energy elsewhere, which should be lifting each other up, learning, not killing each other, not running to the gun store every time we don't like something or, you know, shoving our poster in someone's face. We're going to make America great again. Well, stop saying it and just do it. And why do you need a 75 year old man to tell you how to do that? C- come on. Stop fighting about those two or anybody down in that zip code, in that swamp. You know, reach out to your neighbor. Do something kind for each other. Uh, and again, when you learn to love and accept yourself and people throw those daggers at you and, and, and say things like, hey, you're going to burn in hell. I just go, I really like your sweater. How's your day going? And when I can sit and reset and try to combat with kindness, some people connect and stop. It's like a reset for them. Other people don't get it. They might throw more hate or whatever. They're just on this mission to change me. There's nothing wrong with me to change. So that is the message I keep trying to talk about and share. One time my brother said to me, well, I don't get it and blah, blah. And I said, tell me how you feel about your wife. Tell me everything you love about her. And I saw his eyes change and he went back into these memories and talking about how beautiful she was and how smart she was and sexy and talking about parts of her body. And I went, oh, yeah. And I looked at him and he stopped. I said, that's exactly how I feel about women. They excite me. They get me out of bed in the morning. They scare me. Um, all these amazing, wonderful things. I am kind of in awe because women are insanely powerful and strong. But because we've had men tell us for so many years that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we can't run companies, we're too emotional. Are you serious to be a president? God knows what a woman would do. Uh, holy barf, insert barf a hundred thousand times. How would you know we haven't had a woman leader, number one? And no, I don't want it to be her. Number two, look at what the men are doing. But history shows you over and over and over and over again. How dare you put yourself down? How dare you put down our gender? To me, we are equal in everything. No. Am I going to be some bodybuilder in arm wrestling? No. And also, I don't care. And also, if that's how we're going to compare each other, then we've got bigger problems. So again, you don't have to like anyone. You don't have to love them. But you never, ever have the right to put your hands on them unless you're defending your life. So moving forward, what I would ask of you is to step outside your comfort zone and to try and learn and grow. We've got some really amazing, wonderful events here. We've got Drag Bingo at Voodoo uh, Brewery. Over at ZemZem, I'm sure if I missed any other places, email me. I'll, I'll promo you on here. Awesome events. I've had so much fun. It's not for everybody. I see some people come in and they're very offended, etc. 
That is the goal and the point. That is what they actually put in the flyer. It is not your grandma's bingo. So if you were easily offended, I would say don't go outside, but don't especially go to drag bingo. And if you are easily offended, why? You know, let's talk about that. We also have um, the Northwest PA Alliance Group. They put out some really amazing events. There was a big event at Underdog Barbecue, which is a local restaurant. So we're supporting local biz. We're communi- uh, getting community togetherness. They came out with an amazing new logo. Um, I'm just getting back into our community a lot after uh, moving back to Erie and, and learning what else is out there besides one bar and besides just bars for gay people. I would love to see more social events. Um, and events that connect us uh, outdoors and year round. So looking forward to that. And when I say that, I go, got to be the change you want to see, Kate. So I actually texted a friend this morning and asked about putting together some uh, gay friendly events in June. And I want to include my straight friends. I want you to live and learn and understand I shouldn't be in a separate world. And if you can close your eyes and picture everyone around you, being the complete opposite in that you're gross and you're the weirdo and you're in the wrong bathroom and those are men's clothes and why do you have long hair and men don't wear makeup this is the mean evil shit that we have to hear every day you need to do better the people in the middle who go but I didn't say it I go yeah you sat there and watched aiding and abetting so if if I walked by and saw you getting bullied I wouldn't say, oh, none of my business. I'd say, hey, you need to step back from her. This isn't okay. What can I help you with? You know, let's find a way to de-escalate some of these situations. I can tell you not one time in my entire life, this breaks my heart. It is very hard for me to say. Not one time my whole life when I've been accosted, I've been accosted by a drunk group of frat brothers. On multiple occasions, I've been threatened by people's, my friend, we were out on a double date and her, as soon as she left to go to the bathroom, her date threatened me and got nasty, changed his behavior in front of her. She was the only person that said, get out. You don't ever treat Katie like that. Uh, you know who you are too. I love you, girl. I'll never forget that. It was huge, huge in my life. And even to this day, whether it was family or friends, everyone would tell me what they would do or what they're going to do. And I go, but you actually don't do it. Just so we're clear. I need you to hear that. So next time I'm being accosted by 10 people, it would be really cool if you could stand next to me. You don't even have to say anything to them. You can just put your hand on my arm. You can give me a look. You can say, I got you. I'm here with you. I I have had a couple people reach out and say, I don't need your pity. I don't need your I'm sorry's or that sucks or it's not cool. That's child's play. That's something you can say to me in sixth grade. As an adult, what I need you to say is, I don't want to live in a world that allows this behavior and I'm going to get off my butt and get active on it. I want to do something for positive change. And you know what? I don't want my friend Katie suffering. I love her. I don't want any of my friends or family suffering. So uh, I don't want Katie to feel alone. There's a couple of you that reached out to me on Facebook and said, hey, what can I do? And it was like two out of hundreds. And I thought, this is really hard, hard to understand why it feels like people don't care, why it feels like I don't matter when it comes to me being gay, why it feels okay to laugh at a man who wants to dress in women's clothes because you don't think it's right or you don't think it's normal or it's wrong. These people are like Puerto Rico, which I love, love, love. Puerto Rico is a huge part of my heart. 
and, and same with America, black trans women are like the number one hate crime and no one's talking about it. And I'm not seeing that, uh, story put on the news and I'm not seeing that support group for these families. So think about that. And you know what? I'm glad it doesn't affect you when people go, eh, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'm glad it doesn't, but it does affect other people. So again, if you want this world to be better and more loving, stop saying it and go out and do it. Right. But to get there, I think we've, again, we've got to be kind to ourselves. How in God's name can you ever be kind to anyone else when you're being that awful to yourself? You're gross, you're fat, you're stupid, you're not good enough. doesn't matter what title you get at work or how much money you make. It's just not enough, right? It is for me. I love you just the way you are. That was a horrible rendition of Billy Joel and you're welcome. So think about that. Do one thing for yourself today as an act of kindness. That's where I want you to start. Instead of doing a random act of kindness for a stranger, right? We buy coffees or, you know, we tell someone a compliment, which is awesome. I want you to turn that inward to yourself. I want you to stop these cycles. I want you to stop carrying that pain and feeling guilty. I want you to stop judging people. And I want you to stop putting your man like he's never allowed to feel anything. And, and that punching someone is cool because it's, it's effing not. It is not. There was a quote that I read in a Brene Brown book that changed my life about 10 years ago. And she was talking about being at one of her conferences and all these females are in the crowd. And I know most of her fans were, were female um, earlier on in her career. And she said she had a man come up to her after one of her conferences and say, you know, you have all this amazing and wonderful information dot, dot, dot for women. And he said, I have a wife and three daughters. I'm going to say this. Uh, this is a tough one. I have a wife and three daughters and they would rather see me die on the, as a white knight on the horse than kneel down and cry. That shook me to my core and I resonated with it so much because my whole life, the messaging that I felt that I got was you want to cry. I'll give you something to cry about. It was not okay to feel. It was not okay to express, positive or negative. You just couldn't express anything. You paid the price if you did. So when I heard that quote and I thought, gosh, every woman in my life, they didn't want to see me cry. Or everyone always assumed I'm just so hard, I'm tough, whatever. No, I'm in survival mode. I'm in survival mode as a child and I didn't learn how to get out of it. And I didn't know and understand that until someone saw me and said, wow. Wow, we've got to help her. Thank God you did, Tracy. Tracy Principi. Um, that is uh, my somatic experiencing coach. Uh, if you haven't heard of EMDR, brain spotting, etc. These are therapies that are newer, but they're not brand new. Um, I think they're newer to society. It's a very slow evolution and change. It has changed my life tremendously. I'm so grateful. Uh, Tracy Principi is my teacher and... Uh, I will get a, a link as soon as I have her most updated one onto my funkocates.com site so you can check it out. You're welcome to reach out to me anytime too and I'll connect you guys. Um, but great references and resources and books and classes and things that you can look at to start working on yourself. So really tough feeling like because I look more uh, traditionally, I guess, male or masculine, you know, because I have shorter hair or I like more masculine clothes, uh, according to society, or just clothes that I like. That's what I've always thought. 
oh, I like this. I never thought, is this a man's shirt? Is this a woman's shirt? I don't understand all the sizes anyway. Uh, I feel like women's sizes are so complicated and men's are like small, medium, or large. Well, there are no small men. They're called juniors. So um, just kidding. But it was always really interesting that I, I felt like people always wanted to put me in a box and I let them and I would let them and they'd say, well, the boys over here and the girls are over here. I'd been at workplaces where they separate us. And every time they go, what are we going to do with Katie? And I would say, well, I'm going to go to both events. Screw y'all. Y'all went to one. I'm going to both. I felt like the smart one. Ha ha. Um, so it, it uh, takes time to get to know who you are and those of you uh, and, and those around you and understanding. It, again, if you want more information and references, please let me know. Um, if, if I was to define myself in today's terms, it is non-binary. It means I don't identify as just female. I do not identify just as male. But I think I'm a beautiful gender swirl. I think I'm an awesome combination of both. I embrace um, all sides. I had a very hard time embracing my effeminate side for a long time, mostly because I would get shamed, whether it was with family um, or going out to the bars or my female partners. I always had to be tough. I always had to be the protector. I always had to be tough. Nobody was protecting and nourishing me and then nurturing me or loving me um, in a positive way. And I allowed it. And I didn't understand and know that because I didn't think I deserved any better. But now I do. I love you girls. Um, And please be kinder for yourselves. You are more than your bra size or if you have a cute bud. And do we love those things? Absolutely. But it is not everything of who you are. It doesn't define you. Um, I personally love women of all shapes, sizes, etc. I love people who are authentic. I love people who, again, embrace the where the wild things are part of you that kind of just explore and are open and, um, and just saying, you know what, I, I like to do uh, curling. I have a curling um, station in my backyard because I thought it was a cool Olympic sport. Funko Kate's not so much a fan, but that's who you are. You're authentic. And I embrace that. And I love that. That was humor for you Karens out there that are having a hard time with that part of my voice and personality. Uh, be kind to yourself. Get educated. Put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit at a time. You don't have to if you don't want to. You'll never learn or grow, but you don't have to if you don't want to. It's your choice. It's your life. It's okay. And I would love to see you do an act of kindness for yourself today, whether it's, um, uh, I'll tell you one of mine. I love the show Top Chef. I absolutely love cooking. Ever since I can remember being five or six, I would um, cut up potatoes and make eggs on our gas stove, etc. I just loved it. I don't know why. It was artistic to me. It was a great outlet. And um, I always wanted to be a chef too. When I was younger, I wanted to be a million things. But I thought, I don't want all that pressure and that heat and working 50 hours a day. Now I don't love what I'm doing. You know, now it's a sweatshop. But in the mornings, I love cooking and um, my dog, Xavier, if you don't know who he is, you'll see him on my little nudie booty on Facebook. He's an American hairless terrier and my best little buddy. And when I cook uh, breakfast or lunch or dinner, I pretend that we're on a show or things like Top Chef and um, we have music and we talk and I host and all my characters. So I'll have to tape that sometime and send it out. My brother's been here and he said I'm uh, a walking SNL skit. So I will have to tape that sometime and send it out to you guys. But the point is that I take a lot of great care. 
Um, sometimes, you know what, buy the nicer cut of meat. When people go, I got my steak for $1.99 at blah, blah, blah. I'm not impressed. I would rather have you not have parasites than save that $2. Um, but yeah, spoil yourself one time. We, you know, we have a wonderful array of local meaderies. I personally love Gordon's or, or, or Baniacs. I'm really heavy on promoting local businesses that are uh, beautiful little hidden gems in our town. And those ones too, Gordon's for you uh, folks who lived in Erie, you grew up here, but you're all around the country, et cetera. And for those of you listening who have never been to Erie or lived in Erie, please check out uh, Gordon's uh, uh, Butcher Box on their website. You can look at Gordon's Meat in Erie, PA. They have a really cool box. They sent it to my uh, brother and his wife and kids sometimes with uh, local eateries of pepperoni balls and uh, Smith hot dogs and things like that. It's really cool. So check it out if you get a chance. Again, looking forward to June Pride this this year. If you have some thoughts or ideas and things you'd like to see or talk about, please reach out. Let me know. If not, I look forward to seeing you at some of those events. Uh, hopefully this weather holds off a little bit. Otherwise, I'm just going to do a drive-by tonight because my uh, I have severe arthritis. I don't do well in uh, cold, rainy weather. Uh, but I will at least be in my car down there at uh, Perry Square tonight at 6 o'clock for Transgender Awareness Day. So thank you so much again, guys, for listening. I hope that you learned something today or that you laughed a little bit or I got some, even if you got angry, if I got any kind of emotion out of you, that's awesome. Let's talk about it. Let's work it out. Let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's get together. Let's love each other and be positive. You've been listening to 15 with Funkle, except for we went way over today. I love you guys. Peace. Have a wonderful day.